It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. So, So a guy told me about a guy who had his own business. He was an entrepreneur. And I went and worked for him. And when I sat up under him for three days, I said, I'm not here to work for him. I'm here to learn from him. And he put me under his headlock. And he, and literally, I became his mentee. Wow. He became a mentor. I served him. I did everything he, he wanted me to do in terms of, yes, I worked for him, but I went above and beyond because he kept telling me, I see something in you that you don't even see in yourself. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. I'm excited and honored to have the guest for our show as the amazing Sean DeRoe. Sean has been in the financial industry for over 20 years, serving the community with financial education, mentoring, and stewardship training. And Sean is also has an undergraduate degree in business management, an MBA in strategic leadership, and holds a number of financial certifications and licenses. Sean is on a mission to help families make multiple, manage, and maintain their money by strategically making small but significant changes that will create extraordinary results in their finances, family, and future. His passion is teaching others how to take the complexity out of complex things surrounding finances and career. Enjoy the show. All right, so we're live. Uh, Sean, welcome to How I Discovered My Gift. Truly, truly honored to have you on the show. Um, very appreciative of you taking your time out to join join me today. Man, I appreciate you being, uh, being here. and Thank you for the offer uh, to come on and share my story. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful, Sean. So on How I Discovered My Gift, we're really helping people to identify what gifts, what talents and abilities that they have latent within them that sometimes they don't either recognize or sometimes they need some guidance on. Can you just take us through your life and journey from, from your starting point of how you got to find out who you are, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, and to, to develop into who you are today? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for this opportunity, David. I think it's very important what you're uh, putting out there because I don't believe that we are searching inwardly to find out who we are. I, I, I always tell people, look, I, I'm the same way. I got caught up in titles as I started discovering myself. I, I, and I'll share my story here in a second, but I, I was more worried about becoming a manager or a director or an executive or a supervisor or you put the title on. And God had to remind me that this is not about titles, this is about tags. And that's, as you mentioned, your talents, your abilities, your gifts, your skills. And we all have them very deep inside of us. And, and as you mentioned, uh, we can all go back to when we were a child or, or when we were an adolescent or a youth. And, and we all have been touched and gifted with glimpses of who we are and we're supposed to be. So my story is, I, you know, I grew up with a, 
you know, a relatively decent, lower middle class family that we all loved each other. We all supported each other. But honestly, we didn't know much uh, in terms of the profession I'm in right now, which is building wealth and money. But we um, we had the mindset that our mother and our grandmother and our great grandmother taught us, which is we work hard. We support one another and we survive the best way we can. So I kind of grew up with that money personality. But at the same time, David, I always knew that I can take a nickel and, and literally turn it into a dime. I, I did it sometimes the inappropriate way. Mm -hmm. But all the times I always realized, look, I can take this money, this coin, this dollar bill, and I can increase it. That was a gift hidden inside of me. Uh, from the very start. Now, now, as mentioned, it didn't really reveal itself until I became an adult, but it was always there. I, there was times, I'll give an example, I was in the fifth grade, and I've never considered myself very entrepreneurial, but I'll never forget when I was in the fifth grade, uh, we had an opportunity, a couple of us, to, to work at the uh, snack concession store, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we were giving the, the Snickers, the the, the M&Ms, the Reese's Pieces, and all the other candy that is not good for a fifth grader to have. Right. <laughs> and we were given that and told, look, every nickel quarter we collect, there's an account for it and you have to turn it in. So of course, I was uh, trying to do the right thing. I didn't I didn't put any of that money in my pocket, but they would pay me, just, just like any other job, they would pay me a couple of nickels for my time. And I start seeing the fact that, man, they were getting so much money on this markup, on this candy, that I said, look, I can do that, and I can even do it better. Mm -hmm. So I literally start going outside of the concession and start having a black market, if you will, and start selling those Reese pieces, maybe a nickel or two under, uh, but I was making more profit than the concession. I was working both jobs. So I was getting a little bit from, from, from wages, but I was also earning. And that was my first dip into entrepreneurship. But then I started saying, look, I can take this money that I've made mm -hmm. and multiply it. Hmm. And that's where I really started understanding and discovering my gifts. So David, as you know, I'm, I'm in the investment world. I'm an investment equities consultant. Uh, I, I always say I help people understand the four pillars of wealth. Uh, I help people understand how to make money, which we all have to do that, but that's where most people stop. Right. The other three pillars are as important, if not more important, if you really wanted to uh, develop and discover a true, what I call wealth shift. So first you have to make it, then you have to learn how to multiply it. Now you must know, know how to manage it. And ultimately you have to learn how to maintain it because it's not a matter of what you make, it's a matter of what you keep and, 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 and hand down and serve others. So all that to say, and I, I'm kind of answering in a, in a big broad picture, my gift was put inside of me. All of our gifts are put inside of us at the very start, but it's up to us to discover it. And there's always glimpses of discovering it along the way. And the quicker you can discover it and then hone it and obviously master it, you absolutely be unstoppable and live inside your purpose. I love it. What are some things that you did intentionally or unintentionally to to find out what those things were that you were naturally good at or those skills that you had a natural love and passion for? Well, I would say, great question. I would say the, I'll start with the unintentionally first. I did things, I followed the crowd and I unintentionally understood and discovered what I was not good at because of the hottest, latest thing. I'll just use my adult 
um, experience as an example. I'll never forget 20 plus years ago when um, the, the, the dot-com bubble was blowing up. Right. And, and my wife came home at the time and she said, look, we can take a certification class, uh, the DOS certification class, and they were hiring people right out of this six weeks, nine week certification, and they were hiring people making 70 to $80,000. And I'm like, sign me up, I'm in. I was following the crowd, and I remember my wife walked in, who was very analytical. She, We both walked into this class together, and within a half an hour, it felt like my face was going to crack. Because this this, this computer programming, this, this language, this stuff, was like Chinese math to me. A, it was, it was so hard to understand. B, I absolutely had no interest in it. And I looked at my wife and said, I'll be outside waiting for you after the class. I never went back in. Wow. That was an unintentional way of telling me what I'm not supposed to be. Mm. And what that made me do is say, Sean, get serious on what I'm supposed to do. I'm a people person. Wow. I love connecting. I'm not a programmer. I want to help and serve individuals and couples. So while I was outside, my wife was in there understanding and learning about DOS. I went outside, sat in the uh, student commons, and I started talking to a couple, and lo and behold, I'm helping them. God was giving me a glimpse of, you don't belong in that room. You belong in this room. So unintentionally, I and I can give you so many other examples that kind of allowed me to use those as bumpers to now get on point. Now the intentional things I, I, I've done is, I literally started saying, okay, you know what, Sean, you have a propensity and a bent towards helping people with finances. Mm -hmm. So understand how finances work. Pick up a book, listen to an audio, go to school, and hone and master that gift. I didn't know if it was something I was really good at, but I was always saying, this is what I keep coming back to. And, and oh, by the way, even though I've been in this business now for 21, 22 years, I can tell you, David, I don't like talking about money. Hmm. Because money is really not my true gift. Money's not truly my passion. My passion is helping people. Wow. So, so the, the money is just a component. God says, I'm going to give you uh, the, this capacity, this foundation to help people with wealth and to build wealth. But really is what you're really helping people with are people. You're helping people with their own um, limiting beliefs. You're helping people with their doubts. You're, you're helping people pull up, the, pull them out of their own dungeon, um, regardless if it's a financial dungeon, an emotional dungeon, a marriage dungeon, and it's all undergirded and surrounded around money. So really my thing is, yes, I can help you. We can get down to the nitty gritty and we can I'd certainly tell you anything you need to know about the finances. But really, I'm a, I'm a servant and I help people. And I just get so happy to get to have to help them in the area of money. So intentionally, I went and learned about the money and then I understood psychology and I went and learned more about people. And, and obviously I started honing and working on my communication skills, be it public speaking, individual, one-on-one -on -one negotiation skills. I have very, very intentional on understanding the psychology of people and how to communicate with people. And uh, from there, I'm still learning, still growing, but I really feel like I'm sitting in my gift, uh, full pledge. That is amazing. I love how you, you broke that down, just the fact that, you know, money is the side thing that really the, the core of your gift is, is helping people, understanding people. Sounds like a, a little bit of counseling people as well. Um, so can you point back to a, 
And it may be a couple of moments or a specific moment where you're like, that's it. This is, this is what I was born to do. Or this is what I'm like, I know I'm supposed to do this. Did, did, did you ever, could you think of some moments? Or? Oh man, I can think of plenty of moments. My, my, my aha moment was when I always tell my story when I, I was robbed in broad daylight. Now, this is a bad story, but this led me to the moment where I said, this is it. When I said I was robbed in broad daylight, I stepped into a payday loan place. This is when I was financially distraught. I was living in a uh, literally a financial tsunami. I was overtaken with debts and bills. And, and I walked into a payday loan place and I immediately, even though I was in desperate need, I walked into a place that I knew these people, myself included, are getting robbed. And my and, and it was all over me that I can see things that I'm not saying other people didn't see it. We were all in a desperate state, but it was so clear to me that I was in a place where I was putting myself intentionally into a armed robbery situation. No one made me go in. No one coerced me. No one put a gun up to my head. But literally, that person robbed me when he took um, uh, X amount of money of a uh, a check I provided for him that was supposed, I was getting paid that following week. He gave me money today. He gave me a lot less than obviously I was going to get paid. He took about a 400% annual percentage rate. And all of that said, that was my aha moment. That was when I literally walked out emotionally drained, crying like a baby, but knew the shift had uh, become because I realized uh, I was bigger than this and not better, but I was bigger than this. And I also realized I needed to get myself out of that. So now I can help others. So that was one, that was literally the start of my turnaround. But the real, real confirmation when I said, yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm sitting in front of a couple. They were in Philadelphia. Wow. Uh, this was years ago. And I won't call his name because who knows, you may know him because he was, he was a judge, mm -hmm. him and his wife. He was a judge, uh, I forgot his, his wife's profession, but they were sitting in front of me and here it was, was a, was a judge in, uh, in Philadelphia who literally uh, directed people's lives based on the law. And he was looking at me saying, I need help. And they were, they were, they were in, they were full blown tears. And I'm sitting here saying, how am I a person who was 50, maybe 10 years earlier you know, in that payday loan, mm -hmm. now directing and telling a judge and his wife how to get up out of this mess. And it was put on me to say, because this is what you were designed to do. That was the first literally confirmation. I had been helping people up to that time. Right. But that was the one couple that sat in front of me and said, I know my assignment. Up to now, I thought this was my assignment. Now I'm having someone, in a sense, validate me, even though they, they didn't realize they were validating me. They would validate me saying, I need you. You're the man for this job. Now help me. Wow. And that was really the, I never, I'll never forget that. And um, I kept in contact with them. Thankfully, they kind of came out of their financial tsunami. Now, this is what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think when you, people are drowning in, in their financial misfortunes, they, they think of a image of someone maybe, you know, low income, down in the dumps. Majority of people I help. I mean, they, 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 you'd be surprised the cars they drive, the houses they're living in. So that's who God has assigned me to, is that uh, people who have to take the mask off, and that's why I say it's not a money thing that I help people with. Yes, that's the symptoms, but we, we go much deeper. And up until then, I was talking nickels and dimes and dollars. 
mm-hmm. that point when I started talking to that couple, I was talking about life mm-hmm. and death. Wow. And that's when I knew my assignment is bigger than money. That's amazing, Sean. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so looking back from that moment and and looking back to your childhood, how how would you say to one, how can they get to their discovery quicker? If you know what you know now, how would you tell them to get there quicker? What are some keys or some things that you would you would tell or advise the younger Sean or a younger a person? Well, I would tell you, first of all, that it's bigger than you. So get over yourself. Um, this is this is not about you and, and how you feel and what you want. I always go back to the, I call them the three Ps. If you understand either your passion, your pain, or your purpose, you will absolutely get to where you're supposed to be. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's the issue, Sean. I don't know my passion or I don't know my purpose or whatever the case may be. My discovery was through my pain. Mm. My discovery was I grew up in a household where I was never taught about finances and I saw the struggle after struggle after struggle. It became my norm until I was uncomfortable with that being my norm. Until I walked into that payday loan and said, this is not how you're supposed to live. And then I said, look, now it's not just about me at the time. I just stepped into a marriage. I'm now responsible for being a good partner, a good steward, not just to myself. We had a little child. Now I'm a father. All that said this, my pain was so much greater than my, than my willingness to sit in my comfort. So if anybody's out here listening and saying, you know what, I don't really know what my tags are, or I don't know what my purpose is, or I don't know what the passion is around it. First of all, I would say get outside yourself because you have exactly that inside of you. You have a purpose, you you have a passion. Maybe it is through your pain, but the bottom line is step back and understand the things that you either are uncomfortable with, the things that you can't sit well with, regardless if it's injustice or, or, or something dealing with children or whatever it is, and you know if you're listening, you know what it is. Now you have to step back and get over yourself and realize this is not about you. This is about your assignment. And we all have an assignment to do. Now, once you discover it, I'm not suggesting that you're going to be ready to produce it and go into it immediately overnight. Now, once you say, you know what, I need to be real with myself. I know my pain point is this. And if I can help myself overcome it, then maybe that's somewhat of my assignment to help others. Now you start going in and, and, and diving into it, immersing yourself in that situation, in that subject, in that circumstance, so you can master it, and now you can help others. Uh, we're, all, we're all assigned to each other in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. Each and every one of us are assigned to each other to do something to help better ourselves and help better humanity. Now it's a matter of you have to get outside yourself and discover it. And if you discover it, as mentioned, you will make the money. Right. But again, you also have to learn how to manage it and multiply it and maintain it. So all that to say, um, I, I know that's a real thing. I, David, you know it's a real thing. We talked to so many people who were scratching their head in this day and time where, where social media is putting it in everybody's face as if everybody has it going on, as if everybody's perfect, as if everybody has found their discovery, their purpose. That, that's a facade, first of all, that most people are on social media is just as lost as everybody. But secondly, 
Um, it's not about comparing ourselves to anybody either. It's about comparing ourselves to our purpose and to our assignment. And if you know, if I know, if the person that's listening to me know right now that you are not in it, your job is to get real still, get real quiet, pay attention to the evidence that's been presented to you. Wow. Then just step into it. I love that, Sean. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you spoke on the next phase, right? So I believe there's a process of purpose and discovering and then developing and then eventually distributing that gift to the world. And so with, with your process, once you knew that you were called to help people and, and, and you had, you had this um, natural bend towards finance, um, what, what did you do to develop that gift that you found in yourself? Uh, what, what did, what, environments did you place yourself into what mentorship did you what how did you develop that gift those gifts inside of you yeah well the, the easier the easiest thing is i got the education so I, I realized that i didn't know what i needed to know so i put myself in environments to, to learn it and that was through school but also through certifications but you just mentioned in my opinion the more important thing the mentorship uh, you know, I, I believe that you, you have to do things. In other words, don't operate in isolation. So many people are walking around and saying, I'll figure it out or I'll try to figure it out by myself. Don't do that. That's the biggest mistake you can make. You have to put yourself around, and I consider it the three M's, either a mentor, a maven, which is an expert in some area, or some type of mastermind. If you put yourself in those three or one of the three or immerse yourself in all three of them like I am, then you have no choice but to get better or to 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 strengthen your your, your weaknesses or your or again your passion. So my so to answer your question, first thing is you got to. Some of us don't know what we don't know, so you're not really held responsible. But the minute you realize you don't know it, now you have to go seek that knowledge. You have to go get in that environment or get around those people or get around that person that will help and buffer you, shape you. And, and literally cut you where you need to be cut. So that's the first thing. Understand and get the knowledge. The second thing now is is now go and you know teach what you are learning or or what you know. You know, David, you do a masterful job of, of sharing your gift in the social media world. Uh, you teach what you know. All that does is help you get better. And here's what a lot of people try to do: they try to perfect before they teach. Mm. Teach as you are going, you will be get better and better and better. So, so one of the processes is understanding what you don't know, then learn it. Put yourself around people or, or a person that's going to help you. And then you start now stretching yourself and going behind uh, that knowledge. And because there's always someone up under you that needs the same information that you have, that yearns for what you have, even though you feel like you don't know enough. So as you start teaching, then you'll get better. And then people will start all of a sudden looking at you in a way that you've never looked at yourself. I told you the story of the couple, the lawyer. They looked at me a way I, uh, in a way I'd never looked at myself. Yes, I was helping them with their finances. Up to that point, I was just talking about retirement planning and all that, which was fine. But right. they looked at me and said, you are the aspirin to our headache. You're the ones that's gonna really pull us up out of not just this financial situation, but particularly, uh, or possibly save our marriage, wow. possibly save us from, from, from dying five years early because of this stress that's on us. I mean, they put, they, they looked at me in a way I'd never looked at myself, and that's what people will start doing as you are teaching them. They'll validate through the fact that you are helping them. 
And, and then ultimately, then last thing is, is that you, you always have to be what I consider a 3L person. You have to be a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. So as you are, as you are learning or as you are being taught by a mentor, a maven or mastermind, don't ever get complacent. As you are teaching people up under you, don't ever get complacent. As you are discovering and understanding your gifts, don't ever get complacent. A, a, a true leader, a true master is a 3L person. They are a lifelong learner and continuously trying to hone their skill. And the last thing I would tell you is regardless of what, what that gift is, what, whatever your gifts are, if it's a single gift or, or if there's multiple gifts, right. I would tell you the thing that you must do is sharpen your communication around it. Mm. Because we live in a world where unless you are literally not able to speak, because of a disability. We live in a world where it's all about being able to communicate what you know. Wow. I don't care if it's in sales, I don't care if it's in finances, I don't care if it's in social media, I don't care what it is. You have to master the art of communication. Doesn't always mean that you have to be a good speaker from the stage, doesn't mean that you always have to be a good teacher. Sometimes it's, but whatever it is, you have to be able to communicate what you know and what you're trying to get across to others. Uh, so they can certainly uh, take it in and, and, and be better with it as well. So yes, th those are a couple of things. Wow, that's gold. You're, you're dropping some gems on them, Sean. Thank you. That is great. Um, so in that process of um, when, you, when you're developing yourself and, and becoming uh, better, you know, you know, a lot of people struggle with finding those mentors. How, how did you find your mentor or did your mentor find you? How, how did that process go? Yeah, here's my thing. You, as you start, if you're serious, and, and I'm sure those who are listening, they're very serious about taking the next step. Just do that. Take the next step. Now, here's my experience. My experience was when, to, to finish that story. When I walked out of that payday loan, six months later, I met a man who changed my life. And the reason why is because that man was always there, but you, you know, we're all familiar with when the student's ready, the teacher appears. So here's what happened. When I walked out of there and said, God, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I need direction and I'm ready to uh, literally uh, do it the right way. Uh, I literally start searching, not necessarily for a mentor, but I start searching for truth. So I remember back then, it was before the internet really popped off. I was going to the library and I was reading every book I can read in terms of how to create wealth and how to build um, uh, or how to get out of debt, and all the things that I needed to do. And, and one of those things were I needed some more money. So I had to go and work a part-time job. So, I, so a guy told me about a guy who had his own business. He was an entrepreneur. And I went and worked for him. And when I sat up under him for three days, I said, I'm not here to work for him. I'm here to learn from him. And he put me under his headlock. And he and literally, I became his mentee. Wow. He became a mentor. I served him. I did everything he, he wanted me to do in terms of, yes, I worked for him. But I went above and beyond because he kept telling me, I see something in you that you don't even see in yourself. Wow. Now, fast forward today, 23 years later, we're still good friends. He's since retired. I now manage uh, his, you know, he, he sold off his uh, business, has made a huge amount of money. And and here's the dichotomy of it. And I get chill bumps every time I think about it. Here it was when I met him, I couldn't rub two nickels together. Mm -hmm. And now he doesn't make a huge financial move without asking my opinion. Wow. That's the importance of a mentor. So I can't tell you, I wish I can tell you it was a one, two, three step to finding him. Right. But I, what I can tell you was he was always there, but it wasn't until I was ready mm. and got intentional about changing my life, changing my circumstances, 
and stepping into my purpose, did God say, now, now you're ready. I'm going to put somebody in your path that's going to help you get there. So I would tell anybody who's ready, your job is to, to do that. Just get serious, uh, be attentional, and start stepping in the directions. For some of you, it may be going out here and opening up that business. The mentors will come. For some of you, it may be going out here and, 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 and going after that higher level position at your job and the mentors will come. For some people, it, whatever it is, if you take that initial step, somehow, some way, the people will be put in your path that, that you're supposed to meet. Because as I mentioned, you're assigned, David, I'm assigned, Sean, whoever's listening, we're all assigned to someone. But guess what? Someone was assigned to us as well. Wow. And, and, and that person, my person, when I was ready, and I'm sure there's multiple people, but one of the people that I was assigned to, he, when I was ready, he showed up. Amazing. That is amazing perspective. Um, thank you. So I want to transition a little bit from, from the development phase into the, to the part where I think a lot of people struggle the most, which, which is the, now I've got my gift, Sean, I've, I've learned how to do something or I've developed that talent and, and or that, that, that ability into something that's uh, good enough to share to the marketplace. How do, how do you transition into that phase where you're now, you're earning from it and not only earning from it, becoming successful from it like you have and, and, and developed a revenue stream or reven, multiple rev, revenue streams from those gifts and those talents? How, how does one do that? Well, obviously everybody has a different lane. So, so I can tell you whatever that lane is for you, there are multiple ways you can monetize it. So how you do it first is, again, continue to keep that servant's hat on your head. Because whatever you're doing, you're serving uh, something up. I don't care if it's ice cream cones. I don't care uh, if it's you know multi-level marketing. Whatever it is, you're a servant first. So be there to help the, the people or the, peop uh, the person that you're called to serve first. This is not, not about getting. This is about giving. Start with that mindset first. But then... Find somebody that's in that same lane. I, I found someone once I really understood, okay, yes, I got the education. As I mentioned, I got the undergraduate degree. I got the master's degree. I got all the certifications. None of those things still would have created multiple streams of income because that just got me in the game. Now I had to get around people going back to that mentor, Maven or, 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 or mastermind group. I had to now get around people that I said, okay, you know what? I have no idea how to take all these tags that I've, I've developed and now make them work for the benefit of me and my family. So I got around people and, and, and there was times I had to pay up and I literally said, teach me how to take all of this and monetize it the right way. Understanding I still have the service hat on, but I also believe that anything that if we provide a good service, we should expect a good um, return in terms of monetary. So, so a couple of things is I did. I went into to it with, I kept the servant's mindset. I connected with, again, that type of maven who said, I'm going to show you how to take all of this and turn it into multiple streams. Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to help you monetize it accordingly. So if, you're, if anybody's listening right now, it goes back to that isolation. Don't do anything in isolation. And here's the thing. Don't be scared to invest in yourself. Don't be scared to, you know, write a check or, or, or to swipe a card. If you know that person or those people can get you to another level. Uh, don't doubt 
the fact that, oh, it costs X amount because it, it, it's going to cost what it costs. That's the cost of tuition. Right. The, the thing is, you should be saying, how can I leverage the information to make that whatever cost is uh, be so small that I would have looked back and said I could have paid triple for what I just paid because the information I learned and, and, the, and, and what it allowed me to produce was, you know, was priceless. So it's a, it's a, you know, I, I can probably talk a little bit more specific if I, you know, if we were talking a particular profession or a particular lane, but broadly, I would tell people the key is, is that servants had first, uh, understanding now, once you know your gifts, connect with somebody in that particular field and sit down with them. There's, there will be some mentors that won't charge you. I mean, my mentor has not charged me a penny for 20 plus years, and I probably owe him a couple of million dollars. <laughs> but I've, ha I've paid a, a lot of mavens, experts, a lot of money on helping me get to the next level. And obviously, I've dove into mastermind groups where I've inputted information, but I also received information back. Uh, so you have to find who, who or what will help you get to that level. But the bottom line is, is that once you understand there are people and there are processes that will help you uh, certainly grow and grow exponentially much faster than you can do by yourself. Awesome, Sean. How, how have you strategically marketed your gift and, and, and your talents and your abilities and your company? How, do you, how, how would you tell others to do that and how have you done it yourself? Yeah, again, I, I, man, I'm telling you, this is where everybody has their own lane. So please hear me on this because your lane is going to be different than somebody else's lane, even in the same industry. Mm. Again, I'm an investment equities consultant, and I didn't do this purposely. I did this out of my pain. It goes back to the pain. Right. I looked at people that look like you and I, David, that have our, our certain hue on our on, on, on ours, and I said, I grew up where I didn't see a lot of us have wealth. So I started going personally about 10 plus years ago into the church sector and just asking pastors, I don't want anything. I just want to teach and share with, uh, a, you know, and it started off where it was like 10 people that would show up at these, these little uh, meetings I would have. And I was teaching them how to create wealth or how to get out of debt. I, you know, wrote a book called The Consumption Trap, how to, how to avoid the money monsters, all these things I, I've written about. And from that, I started gaining traction and attraction and traction and, and pastors started calling from all around the country. So, hey, can you come in and share that seminar with us? I, now, I, I'm, a, I'm a private consultant, so I, I, I do a couple of things. I help large institutions, hospitals, colleges, um, universities with their endowments. Mm -hmm. So really where my I feel like my main purpose is and I'm slowly uh, shifting more and more towards this is in the sector of helping individuals create wealth. Mm -hmm. And God has just assigned me to a lot of African-American churches. I didn't attend for that to happen, but once I understood because of my pain, that has ex exploded. I, I mean, uh, almost three out of four weekends, I'm on some plane going to some church that have created a workshop that I'm producing or I'm doing couple of hundred people will show up and I get a chance to really share uh, again my heart my experience and more importantly how they can jump over into that lane of wealth if they're not already there so to answer the question again 
it, it has to go back to your purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not your purpose, it's your pain uh, that will, will will certainly produce uh, your uh, your assignment. So how I did it was I go back to that servant's heart. I just started off serving and the doors started slowly, slowly opening for me. Now to the point where I get calls, I got a call from this before this interview. And I said, I'm already booked that Saturday, I can't do it. So it's a blessing now, but, uh, and now it's causing me to do and, and say, okay, how can I even reach out and serve more, even if I can't be there? And this is where, um, again, I'm try- trying to use technology to leverage a lot of stuff. But all that to say, I didn't envision none of this, David, when I started. I just really said, you know what? I want to get out here and try to teach the little bit I know, as mentioned. And now from there, it is literally expanded. Amazing. Amazing, Sean. The, the final question I have for you, Sean, is what, what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? And if you could share your own as well. Wow, that's a deep question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. So one's gift and one's purpose. Well, I believe that God gives us gifts so we can ultimately live out our purpose. But my gift, for example, my tags, I always use that little uh, phrase. My tags, my talents, my abilities, my gifts, my skills is in the art of communication. I believe one of my biggest gifts that I've ever been given, and I didn't realize this until maybe a couple of years ago, but I always heard it in some form or fashion. I know how to, when it comes to the area of money, I know how to simplify the complicate, complicate it. Mm-hmm. I know how to take what a lot of pe- people would say, I don't understand that. And I simplify it to a way because this is how I think. I'm, I, I think on a sixth or seventh grade level. So I used to be embarrassed about the fact I couldn't use all those big words and those terminologies. But now it's, it's I realize it's a gift and it attracts a lot of people to me. And oh, by the way, a lot of very smart people to me, a lot of wealthy people. So I don't want anybody listening to this assuming, oh yeah, he only attracts the the lower tier people. No, I believe my gift of simplifying the complicated is huge because we live in a complicated world that needs to be stripped down to the very basics. So I've been given my gift of communication, my gift of servitude, my gift of simplifying the complicated, and then my gift to understanding how money works to now thrust me into my purpose. And that purpose is to, to help and save lives, save lives in terms of um, marriages, mm. save lives in terms of um, grandmothers who want to put their children through college wow. without the burden of debt hanging over their heads, save lives in terms of that single mother who has three children, who doesn't know how to stretch or make the money work, save lives in terms of small business owners who are juggling the finances and and the um, and they don't know if they're gonna be able to close their business or, or keep going. I mean, these are the things that now I get a chance to do, which is the bigger purpose. And God said, I'm gonna give you a couple of gifts, a couple of tags, but your bigger purpose is to go out here and let people know there's hope, and let people know that they can move on, they can go on, because here's the thing that most of us, most people in this world gets caught up in, mm-hmm. in the distraction of money. Right. So money's in the way, mm-hmm. it ruins marriages, wow. it ruins faith, it, it ruins purpose, it ruins business opportunities, it ruins careers, it ruins a lot of, it ruins health, 
Mm. It ruins that when money gets in the way. So my assignment is to go in here and remove the money problem. Mm. So, so that barrier is you can go around that barrier, over that barrier, or even under that barrier and keep going towards your, your own destination. That is so powerful. Wow. Amazing, Sean. Amazing. Um, wow, you do provide us so much value. Can, can you share with us your, you know, how people can work, you know, I know you work with a lot of higher net worth individuals and organizations, but um, those that may be listening that are in that bracket or, or those that may be able to benefit from your books, your author of many books, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about all of that in, in, the, in the beginning of this uh, section, section, they'll hear your entire bio. But um, could you share some resources, ways they can connect with you, how they could, um, patronize your services. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. At this point in time, I'm going. I'm undergoing a reconstruction of everything in terms of my website. So it's down right now, but my website is thewealthshipproject.com. And if it's down by the time you listen to this, then feel free to just shoot me an email at sean at thewealthshipproject.com. Um, you can hit me on all social media, sean, S-H-A-W-N, D-O-R-O. D -O R-R-O-U-G-H. I encourage you to follow me on, again, all the social media platforms. And then if you just want to reach out and touch, talk to me, just shoot me an email. Shoot me an email. My, my books are out there on Amazon. I have five books. Uh, the um, Four of them are financial books. One of them is a youth book that I go in and teach finances from this. Uh, so they, they, they're covered from Again, debt consumption, I have one called the consumption trap, the money monsters. I talk about seven things of how they scare away our wealth. I have what I call the wealth shift. It talks literally about nine principles that have took me from $200,000 in bad undeductible debt to debt free and living a you know pretty comfortable life now. And then I have my latest book called the three, two, one formula. See, I believe, and I'll end it with this. I believe that we all have one mission in life. Uh, I shouldn't say one mission, but but all of us, we, if, if, I don't care if you put it on finances or a goal or purpose. I say there, there's this three, two, one formula. If you learn the three, two, one formula, three things that you need to leverage so you can protect two things that everybody's after. So you can go after the one thing that you want. So mm -hmm. let me just reverse that real quick. The one thing you have to decide that that's your mission. That's mm -hmm. the ministry that God has put on you. That's the thing that you want, the focus, the target, whatever your mission is. Now you have to understand, you have to go after that because you have to protect the two things that everybody's after. That's your minutes and your money. Mm -hmm. it, your time and your resources. Everybody's after those things. True. Three things that you must leverage. If, once you identify the mission and know that you have to protect the minutes and money, now you must leverage your mindset, you must leverage a mentor slash maven slash mastermind, and you must leverage the marketplace. Wow. So the three things you leverage, I teach through this book, the three, two, one formula. Whatever your mission is, once you get this formula down and I show you how to do it, you can go after anything you want and you can be successful. That's incredible. We're going to put that in the show notes where people can go um, links for all the books. I'm, I'm currently reading the consumption trap. Uh, and I, and it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I already slashed some of my, uh, uh, some of the things that I just money that's just coming out of my account that I didn't even think about. So I, I can't wait for people to get these resources in their hands and into their lives. And, and Sean is an amazing person as you tell from the interview just to down what you see on the interview just just a down down to earth brother so thank you again sean such an honor and such a pleasure uh any final thoughts you want to share with the audience 
Hey, well, thank you again, David. I appreciate you. I can I can shoot as many accolades back to you as you can to me. You're a solid uh, friend, brother, and I look forward to us continuously growing and, and, and moving forward. And I thank you for what you're doing. And I want to just end it with this. Anybody and everybody who's listening, I want you to understand that whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with, and, and I'm not going to assume that it's everything that's heavy, but even if it's small, I, I encourage you to, to look it head on in its face, understand that that's just part of the process. That's part of the, that's part of this thing called life. And we all are dealing with doubts. We're all dealing with setbacks. We're all dealing with frustrations and we're all on different levels, but there are so many of us, so many people who are paralyzed in heart and life is not promised tomorrow. We literally, as, as you and I provided this, uh, this, this, uh, this interview, there's been several people who have checked off this yeah. earth. And my thing is, is that we got to get going, man. Whatever it is that we've been assigned to do, we got to get going. Because this thing is such, it, it is literally a vapor. And, 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 and we're here today, gone tomorrow. So whatever it is, as, as you're listening to me, if you're, if you're parked or paralyzed, I encourage you, challenge yourself. If you can't do it yourself, get with somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Stop leaning on your limiting beliefs and get going because somebody is waiting on you. Amazing. Thank you again, Sean. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you for, thank you for coming on. Bless you, brother. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S.com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.